If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. Log Talk Radio. from my live. Y'all know those lives get me just, just all discombobulated. But Leash handles it like a pro. I just try to step in when I can. But if y'all don't know what I'm talking about, man, check out our page. Yes. That page from yesterday. Yes. It was such we a good time. so leave. much fun. <laughs> yes. If y'all wasn't there, y'all gonna have to check out our YouTube or our Let's Chat page uh, and check it out. We had the fabulous Jana B., um, we had a celebrity photographer, Nathan Percy, and they were talking that talk. We had a really good time. It was fun. Listen, mm-hmm. let's chat. We do live videos as well. So if you want to be a guest on our show, either for radio uh, or, on li- or on live, you can just give us a um, holler at the chat radio show at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and we'll make it happen. Absolutely, absolutely. But yeah, it was a great show. We had such a good time on yesterday. We was talking that talk about some of everything. Um, mm-hmm. Tonight, we're talking that talk about planted seeds don't grow without water. You can plant a seed all day long, but if you don't water it, it's not going to grow. 
Mm-hmm. That's kind of what I was talking about and referred to yesterday, Lee. You know, no matter what it is, you have to plant that seed in order to get fruit. You just have to. There's no way around it. And and with planting it, you gotta what well, you gotta water it because if you don't water it, it's not it's not going to um, flourish. Mm-hmm. That's kind of relevant to like having faith without action. You know, you gotta you gotta do something. You have to move. You have to you have to do something in order to see results. You can't just expect results to come knocking on your door, ringing your bell, saying I'm here. That's absolutely gonna happen. <laughs> Right. Nothing is going to just fall in your lap just because. You're going to have to put in some work for it to manifest. Uh, And it's very important that you always Mm -hmm. put in work when manifesting because you want to make sure that you are, first of all, you already know it's good soil. Um, But you want to ensure that everything is growing in order and and Mm -hmm. that it's aligned. And it's just not all over the place. Right. So true. But check us out from yesterday because we talked about it from every different avenue. You know, we had a photographer on, we had an author on, and they shared their views as far as just just life in general. And y'all know when Johnny gets into the chat rooms, she it's makes us all at a, a home. We act a whole fool, and I don't mean quarter, half, and, and eight. I mean a whole fool. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Yeah, I know. Good <laughs> I know, but so. we love Jana B. Because she's mm-hmm. always so real and just upfront and open. She's always open and honest, you know, yes. and she's always transparent. Like, listen, this is what it was. And mm-hmm. um, she talks and about she her journey. Anything. Right. It doesn't even have to be flattering to oneself. Just be open because when you're open with yourself among others, then that just allows your growth. You know, people can see your growth. And being honest with everyone else is first and foremost with being honest with self. You know, you can't run and walk around having this mask on, even though we have to have it because of COVID-19. But check yourself under that mask. You know, don't portray yourself to be one thing when in all actuality you're, you're, you're having a different, you're someone different behind closed doors because that creates suffering, it creates fear, it creates anxiety. Mm-hmm. And just, you know, focus on self, be real with yourself. And that's just the start of being able to to you know, to continue to water that seed and to grow. I definitely agree. Hold on. I'm trying to do two things at one time. Go ahead and open mm-hmm. this up, T. Absolutely, because y'all know Leisha and I can go on a tangent. Like, we ain't talked to each other 24 hours oh. ago. Right. <laughs> we ain't had this whole two-hour conversation. But we want to welcome everybody to Let's Chat. This is Friday, and we always look forward to Fridays. Even though we're not working, we're working remotely. It's just something about those Fridays. You just can't take it away, even during the pandemic. <laughs> Listen, Friday's supposed to make everything better. Absolutely. For all those that are joining us for the very first time, welcome. We appreciate you joining us. But just to give you guys a little bit of what we do here on Let's Chat, Lisa and I first started off Let's Chat just celebrating literature, but our show has evolved so much. So now we just 
celebrate the dopeness of, of all the arts. We encompass and mm-hmm. we celebrate it all, no matter what it may be. And our, sh- our show allows our guests and our listening audience, whether it's live, on the radio, whatever avenue you guys listen to us, we interact in a fun, intimate, and friendly environment. We get to hear the passion behind what it is that they do, and our shows are full of passion. So any show you pick, you're going to find some passion. And our shows are also filled with jewels that our guests drop. You know, we, we, we so appreciate them coming on and sharing their journey because you never know who's where and what journey is, especially during these trying times. Sometimes you just need a spark, just a spark to get you going. And if you hear it and you can act on it and you can plant that seed and water it and grow from it, our job is done. So we appreciate you guys for joining us. We hope you all are ready for another fantabulous show. We have fantastic guests tonight. We're going to talk that talk about money. Money is so important. And we're also going to talk about author and publisher Neil Owen. So buckle up, get those red cups, because y'all know Leisha and I, we don't discriminate. We actually yeah. had a green one in here last night. <laughs> So grab them and come on and join us. Get ready for our Friday night edition of Let's Chat. Absolutely, absolutely, y'all. Listen, you you can't you you absolutely cannot um, plant things without watering them. And you know, a lot of times, you know how people um, say, you know, you want to plant the seed in somebody else and wait mm-hmm. for them to water it. Um, right. Even when you do that, you have to take the chance that they never water it. Mhm. That's right. Nothing's given and nothing's guaranteed. So you got, you have to water it for growth. It's an absolute must. It's an absolute must. We're gonna play a little music today because you know we didn't have yesterday. We didn't play any of our music, so we're gonna hit y'all with some of that Keith Robinson. He's got a uh, Love Apostolic Two that's getting ready to come out. I'm so excited. We're gonna hit you with some of that EP Pope. Uh, yes, he's more than a producer. We learned our, uh, a couple mm-hmm. of shows ago when he was here that he could hold a tuna, a tuna too. Uh, <laughs> but he also does jazz. He has a love of jazz. And he has multiple jazz albums. So he has a new jazz album that's getting ready to come out. And so he sent us uh, some samples of it. So we're going to play one of those as well. And we're also going to hit you with some of that uh, tag them. <laughs> mm-hmm. That was a show, too, Leach, with those two. <laughs> yes, Blue Marley uh, came in here and kicked in the uh, chat room door with Cream. We had a great show, that show. Yep. Y'all make sure y'all go and check out our archives. Um, you can check them out here on blogtalk.com. You can also check them out on iTunes, as well as iHeartRadio. Mm-hmm. Let's hit you with some of that. Let's hit you with some of that, Keith Robinson. So, let's see, love language. I'm trying to get to know you with my third eye to understand the pages off in your mind. I wanna know your energies. I. I wanna give you all you need and oh, I wanna be the one you call in late night The one that you can hold and make it all right I wanna give you sanity I, 
mob, start tagging these niggas, man. Whole lot of mob shit. Motherfucking president, nigga. Y'all better listen to me. Let's get it. Green man, 30 on me. Big bag, dirty on me. Yo ho, working on me. My niggas, working homie. Hit his ass, laser tag. Fit it round, fit it round, drum. Hunting round, hunting round, drum. Mop him up when the time comes. Mask on, mask off. Big dog, big boss. You broke your law. Like a tiger, nigga. Yeah, ho. Green man, doing numbers. I got hitters, I got runners. We gon' tag him like them comers. I wrote my first story when I was in the fifth grade, but I didn't uh, 
consider writing a profession when I pondered my career choices. And I spent 33 years in an organization serving at-risk youth and families. And I resigned as director of operations. I decided to pursue a passion to write um, novels. And uh, it was a long journey. It took about five years to write this my debut novel. And, oh, wow, it was finally released last year. And um, I just recently was awarded the um, Silver Award from a Literary Titan um, for Ooh. the book. So it was, um, and it's a, uh, it's a, uh, it's, it's very hard as an author, especially it's a very crowded field, and especially mm-hmm. when you are unknown, it's a, it's a very, very challenging to become known um, among. Cause there's so many books out there. There are so many. I mean, there's. There's probably about two million books being published every year, and that's break it down. You talk about a couple hundred thousand books every month, so it's really, really uh, challenging to do it, especially as a as a self independent author, you know, and you just self publish. Mm-hmm. Very, very challenging. It's hard work. Absolutely, absolutely. And if y'all remember, if his name sounds familiar yes mr owens was in the chat room uh, i want to say the beginning of the year and he's in to talk that talk with us he has an award now i'm still on this cover your cover is saying some things tell us a little <laughs> bit about about what was going on when you created this here cover because this here cover say a lot you know and it, 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 it really do um and it's really the story is it's the picture the, the image of the uh, young man with the focused look at the top, he is he is sitting at the top. New York City is the background because that's the conglomerate that he built. He's a venture capitalist, and he builds this conglomerate. So he is the CEO of that conglomerate, and he's looking, and he's watching his mother's back because his mother, there's, there's two um, women, like a reflection in the mirror who are under him, under that face, the back mm-hmm. of a woman, and that woman happens to be his mother, and mm-hmm. the reflection of the two is the two sides of his mother. One is the domestic, you know, mom, and the other is the rebel mom, the Angela Davis oh. type. And so he's watching his back. So she's looking in the mirror watching his back while he's watching her back. That's pretty okay, powerful. Okay, yeah. I like that. See, we book bougie here. And you know what? <laughs> I, I said I'm going to stop using the name of the word bougie only because I feel that you have to define what you want to be considered or what you feel um, it, what you feel has to be defined by you. And it's not that we are bougie. It's that we appreciate um clean crisp covers you know Mm -hmm. we don't like covers that are all over the place some people do we don't and we gravitate (laughs) towards clean crisp covers and this is one of them so um i commend you on this cover and now that you've broken it all the way down it it speaks volumes all by itself yes it does and i'm going to add to that uh, Mr. Owens, yeah, I'm going to claim that bougie because that just establishes certain levels and expectations that the ladies of Lester Chat has in what we, in the material that we read from front to back, side, the way the name appears on the, 
on the on the cover, everything. Yeah, we bougie. <laughs> <laughs> organization uh, and then you resigned to write tell us how has your pen grown for the first time first first I want to go back because we always ask about a goal moment your goal moment is when thought and execution come together right mm-hmm. so what happens is a lot of times we we are more very mindful of how we speak to other people and how we speak on other people but we are less mindful about how we speak to ourselves and about ourselves, right? We tend to talk ourselves out of a lot of things. So what was your goal moment like when you decided to resign and pursue the career in writing? Well, you know, there's there are things that it's something that I really I was kind of like writing part-time and trying to write part-time and work too, you know, because I, I didn't want to I didn't want to take that Big step leap out on faith, you know, mm-hmm. um, and uh, it just came to a point where it was just time for me to just leave, you know. And um, I had to go. And, and I'm, I'm very, I'm a very faithful man, and, and, I, and I trust God. And I just, I, I just went. I said, I just got to go. This is something that I have to do. I just knew that I had to write this. I mean, it was in my heart. God put this story in my heart to put mm-hmm. it down, and um, I just had to go for it. And it was a big it was a big challenge because um you know it brought in the, the financial situation because you know um retiring uh you know you, you lost a lot of salary and uh-huh. and um so my wife was supportive of the whole move so for five years it was a long process because it was five years to put this story together because I had to rewrite it probably a thousand times and um I had to go into writing communities and to different things and I took online novel courses because writing is one thing and then learning how to the technical aspects of writing. But then you also run into people who are trying to make you change your writing style and I refused to do that. I wasn't I was no way I was gonna write like uh other people, like the way they think say that you should write, you know, like Counting mm-hmm. your adverbs and all these different things. The main thing is to write a story that's flow, that can write, that has a grammar free and, and be recognized. And but write your own style. I wasn't going to change my style for anybody. And mm-hmm. I, I'm fortunate. A lot of young and in, in my encounters, I've seen a lot of. I've met a lot of young writers who are out there trying to write, and they've changed their writing style because they've been told this is the right way you're supposed to write. You're not supposed to write this way, and that is um, totally wrong and you should never do it. Don't ever give up your writing style for anybody. Um believe if you believe in yourself and you believe in what you're doing, then you need to stick to it no matter what other people say or think. Because they mm-hmm. do not know. It's there is it's a it's a saying that I have and I, I actually include it in the book. There is no correct way to do the right thing. And I use that example all the time with, um, and I use 
Rick Barry of the NBA. I don't know, y'all, this is way before your time, but uh, Rick Barry uh, was an NBA player, he's a Hall of Famer, and he shot his free throws underhanded. And he was one of the top free throw shooters of all time, percentage-wise. And he shot them underhanded. So that is, that is like I said, I'm sure people told him that's not the way you're supposed to shoot free throws. But he continued to do that, and that's what he shot throughout his career. He shot his free throws underhanded. There's no correct way to do the right thing. If he's making it, I don't care how he's shooting it, but if he's making it, then that is correct. And mm-hmm. so to get this award really – um, shows that that my writing skill and my writing ability is very strong and recognized because this group that gave it to me literally tightened there an organization of professional editors, writers, and professors, and they recognized talented authors. And so I um, got recognized by them. I wanted gold, but I got uh, silver, so I'm not I'm I'm, I'm satisfied. I'm happy. Mm-hmm. Especially when it's just my first book, just my debut novel. Mhm. That's so true. Now, Miss Ellis, this is Tony. You know, as a new author, you know, can you share with our listening audience the importance of learning your craft? And like you said, it took you five years to get this book out, and you had to go through so many processes. And also, can you share the challenges that you experienced? as a new author, being an, an indie author? Well, you know, um, a lot of it is dealing with constructive criticism. Um, mm. You have a lot of uh, criticism that comes out, but you you got to embrace the constructive criticism. There is mm-hmm. people who just criticize you for a lot of different things, um, but you got to you got to be able to embrace constructive criticism, you know, and listen to what the criticism is and see if it applies and fits. I mean, and, but the, getting that getting that criticism can can turn a lot of writers off and make them lose confidence because they can mm-hmm. think that oh, you know, I'm you know I'm not good enough. I'm not good enough. Um, but it's 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 something that. You know, and anything is struggling in life to achieve is a struggle, and you have to go with that struggle, and you have to endure it. I mean, it's, it's, that applies to anything and everything in life. It's, it's a matter of faith and trying to just put to It's like dreams come true with potential and will. You have to have the potential, and then you have to have the will to endure and to persevere. You got the potential. That's very but a lot of people are trying to do things who don't have the potential. Now that's mm-hmm. another issue. You're trying to be saying if you don't have the potential to be that, then you can't you know, it's like if you want to be a lawyer, I want to be a lawyer, but you don't like to read, you don't like to conduct research, then you can't be a lawyer. Mhm. That's a lot of work. Yeah, it's a lot mm-hmm. of work. You've got a lot of work mm-hmm. in putting things in, but you know, if you have that potential, you have to go through it. And hopefully you won't collapse because there's a lot of negative people out there in the world. Okay, you're gonna you're gonna mm-hmm. encounter a lot of people that you're gonna meet that they are negative. There are people who are jealous, who are envy, mm-hmm. um, and a lot of them just want to say bad things to just to, just to tear you down, just to make you feel like you know you're not good enough, and right. so you just give up. 
And that's just the negative forces exist in this world. That's why you really have to have a lot of faith, and you got to believe in yourself. And that's where it starts. It starts uh, with yourself and believing in yourself and sticking to it and trusting in yourself and going for it. You know, and you you and like you know, you got to have you, you got to be you got to be you got to be able to look at yourself and see objectively. You have to be able to use that objective mind and you have to look at yourself and say, "Hey, do I have the talent to write? This is what I want to be. Do I have the talent to be a basketball player or a football player? Do I have the talent to be this or that? Whatever your career choice is, do I have the talent to be an entrepreneur?" I mean, these are the kind of things you have to think, and, and you have to go for it as a struggle, but you have to believe in yourself and stick to it. And if you do, you will prevail at the end. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what a lot of people, no matter whether it's writing or not, just believing in yourself. You know, our topic tonight is plant the seeds don't grow without water. And, and what you're sharing with us is kind of testament to it because if you don't put in the work, you don't see results as well. How do you feel about our topic, planted seeds don't grow without water? What can you share with us that you've experienced regarding that? Well, planted seeds don't grow without water. That's the same as what the Bible says about faith without works is dead. <laughs> That's exactly how we opened up the show. That was my analogy as well. <laughs> <laughs> And that's and that's and that's basically what it is. I mean, you have to, you know, you have to apply work. I mean, it's, people think that a lot of people think it's just faith and and that's it. But you got to mm-hmm. have work. You got to apply work. There's work. Um, so that's it's right. it's and that's and that's the piece that's that's the hard part because there's a lot of disappointments on that road. I mean, there's a lot of disappointments. You plant seed and the seed. But sometimes you have to replant a seed. You know, if we may uh-huh. plant it, on it, we may have That's to replant true. it. That's a good point. But yeah, just can't. You just can't. Just don't give up. You mm-hmm. know, and because that's what the negative force in this world wants you to do. You know, and mm-hmm. especially the way society is set up against black people. I mean, the whole systemic mm-hmm. racism set up. You know, is to get people, especially black men, from, you know, succeeding. Um, mm-hmm. And that's uh, and that's another area of discussion. And the book addresses a lot of that, too. So the book gets into mm-hmm. the uh, systemic racism and how, you know, society is set up to confine black youth to juvenile delinquency. Hand in hand. And I'm glad that you said that because they always talk about the um, the school to prison pipeline, uh, and like how, if you look how the education system is set up, you know everything is is really our society is set up in control, um, and and you don't really get to learn or unplug until you get older, where we realize some of the things that we were told may not have been necessarily the correct things that should have been done. Um, and so, and sometimes it's evolving, you know, everybody makes choices, they do different things and they evolve. You can always have, have uh free will 
but the one thing you cannot control are your consequences. And I think that, you know, we get so pent on tradition or things that we were shown or things that we were told as to be the way it should be. And like you said, there's no particular way it should be. Even if you look in publishing, you know, a lot of people want to be traditionally published. Um, but knowing and understanding what that means is two different things. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Sometimes in that traditional publishing process, you have to agree to uh, give yourself away. Yeah, and that's and that's exactly what it is. And, um, I, you know, when I first thought, decided I was going to write this novel, uh, my initial vision and dream was traditional publishing, you know, like, wow, I wanted to be traditional publishing, I wanted to be um, New York Times, I wanted to be, you know, what's considered traditional, but uh, when I found out that I could not, I would not have control over my novel once I signed the contract, the editing rights was gone, they could do what the hell they want to do with my book. I mean, I had no say over. They could take out what they wanted to take out and everything. So I, I didn't want to lose that independence. I wasn't going to sell myself out for my for what I did um, because I put in, this is my heart and soul, and it's also a message from God. So I was not going to sell out and just give in because I'm not, it's not about, I'm not, I'm not going to, I'm not falling by any, for any money. I mean, that is not what's going to drive me. Um, and so, no, I decided to go the the independent route and decided to set up my own um publishing company and just mm-hmm. do itself and just and just and just go from the ground. You know, and don't mm-hmm. have a lot of um you know, in the publishing field if you have a $30,000 marketing budget, you'll become a bestseller off of just having a $30,000 marketing budget. Your book will become mm-hmm. a bestseller. You know, you'll make money because of the marketing piece. But there's a lot of, and, and most of those books, and, and I don't want to take anything away from other, there are a lot of great books out there, but then a lot of those books that you see up on those bestseller lists and all those, a lot of those books are not really that good. They're just there because it was marketing and people were told to, to buy it and people bought it. But a lot of the, but some of your best work are, from unknown authors who are—they're not—they're not known, but their work is strong. They're not, they haven't been exposed, but their work is extremely strong, and their and their and their books are good. There's a lot of strong black authors out there with some excellent—I mean, some excellent stories—and um, they just aren't known because they haven't been exposed. But their work is 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 top shelf, and it should be out there. So it's like I say, there are many gems at the bottom of the tall grass. A lot of people don't look down at the bottom. They basically look at what's in front of them, and they decide among those. But instead of trying to find that diamond in the rough, and there are diamonds in the rough, and those are some of your, your best work. And um, hopefully... Um, those books can become exposed to the community, it's, and that and that includes all, not only just the black community, but also even the white community. Mm-hmm. Now, this is Tony, Mister Owens. Do you feel? I'm sorry, Leash. Do you feel that that is 
part of the reason why it's so challenging to get into such a crowded field because that's what you had stated at the start of the interview, how very challenging it is because there's so many. Do you feel that that's part and parcel, the reason why it's so hard to get into the, to the field, especially as a new author? Absolutely, um, because people have so many different choices. I mean, there's so many books out there, um, and just you just when you just think about it, if you have if you're looking at a hundred to two hundred thousand books coming out every month. So if you 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 deliver a book, and then there's about a hundred thousand, let's just say a hundred thousand books also came coming out that same month. Um, mm-hmm. You know, your book is going to get buried if it's not if it's if it's not. You don't have the money to put on advertising, promote it on these different uh, on Amazon, on Goodreads, on these different um, sites where books are and things. It, it gets it gets lost, um, and that's a big big challenge. One of the one of the traditional publishers' advantages that they have is because they can take that they have the money to market it, to put that money involved. They can send it off to to New York Times and have them read it. And, you know, they may say one little small thing about it that's good, and um, they'd use that quote to advertise it. They'd send it out to their mailing list because they have a huge mailing list, and and then it's promoted. So it's it's like, wow, and so it's coming out it's coming out from them, and it's okay, they have it. So it's like, oh, this is, this is, um, this is something I should get. It's like that. It's like that book, um, Fifty Shades of Grey, and uh, that's a sorry book. Okay, that's a very, very sorry book. I read, I read some of that book, and I had to stop reading. It was just so boring and just pitiful. But the fact that it got exposed because the the writer used to work for NBC, and that person had a contact and got exposed on to today's show. And so that's what made it sell because today's show talked about it. And um, they had a little intriguing cover and today's show promoted it and it became a huge seller. And they made, and the person made a lot of money because they had a contact. They knew somebody. But the book ain't, the book is sorry. It's a very sorry book. It's not a good book at all. But that's how it works. Well, you know, mm-hmm. I just want to go back to what you said. Um, and I also want to talk about the lack of understanding uh, of what the process is, is another problem. Um, and actually, to get on the New York Times bestselling list, you know, you have to sell a certain amount the week your book comes out. Um, and then you have a traditional publishing deal with traditional pub traditional publishers. What they're doing is acquiring your book. So it's different uh, than an independent publisher who is not acquiring your book, but like a Simon and Schuster, they are acquiring your book. So because they're acquiring it, that's why they could do as they will. Um, but when you have a mainstream um, company or publisher or even a press behind your book, that is an engine, but it's just a validation. Um, but the sales itself is what gets people on the New York Times bestselling list. Now, when you talk about Fifty Shades of Grey, Fifty Shades of Grey, I, I want to say it depends on the reader. 
You see what I'm saying? Because some readers are uh, plot-driven and some readers are character-driven. But Fifty Shades of Grey was only geared towards a certain type of reader. That was that stay-at-home mom, five kids, soccer, you know, always busy. And so it was a certain type of audience that really helped to pump it up as well as her connections. Um, but it was the audience that she had. Now, when someone that requires there, there to be a plot in their book, I want to say that most readers that um are, you'll have some readers that are plot driven, meaning that a book has to have a plot to draw them in. Um, that's why some people cannot read a Harlequin book. Uh, they can't read a sweet romance type book. You know, if you think about the romance genre, there's so many different breakdowns in the romance genre. Everybody is not going to be able to mesh with that author's pen, you know, because a, a clean romance or a sweet warm romance, those are so different. Uh, and they have uh, different things that you may not find in an African-American written book. Uh, And so sometimes it makes it hard for readers to connect. But yes, I did not like Fifty Shades of Grey because I have to have a plot um, in order to draw me to the character. So uh, the author has to have both. Um, But some readers, they don't have to have that. They just got to have a character. You know what I'm saying? You got some readers that don't require anything. Just, you know, they don't require nothing. They're just like, listen, it's just like when we talked about being bougie. You got some people that mm-hmm. just take whatever. They take whatever and be like, I don't care as long as it's a book. Well, we care. But if you're also mm-hmm. thinking about it, the author for Fifty Shades of Grey is from the UK. Their reading palette is different from ours here in the States. Honestly. You know what I'm saying? They, their books mm-hmm. are kind of different. And so being from across the pond it's a whole different type of feel when it comes down to reading at the same time you know they read a little bit different you know and we need a little bit more to to draw us in to attract us and hold us more than just a cover because some people are just drawn in by the cover like i'm saying they they don't need much oh it's a nice cover (laughs) let me get the book i like the title let me get the book Ooh, sex i mean as some people, and it, it really boils down to society and what people are experiencing. That's why it was really geared towards the homemaker. You know, that, that wife that has like five kids, soccer, this, that, mm-hmm. husband working. How often do your husband have sex? You see what I'm saying? And so sex right. does sell even in books. And yes, so me. just selling the sex scene and that visual for women you know, most of the time with women, once you grab their mind, everything else follows. And so if you have grip, grabbed the mind of those individuals, they're following it. They're like, hey, this is my thing, because it mirrors mm-hmm. what they're missing. It mirrors what they desire. Um, but it doesn't speak for every readership. So when it started getting moved around and then the movie came out, people was like, what incarnation is this? <laughs> 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 even in the B, even if you look at the uh, BDSM um, genre, a lot of the BDSM writers is like that is not BDSM. That is not how that works. A lot of them were upset uh, about the mm-hmm. book because it doesn't uh, talk about 
their lifestyle in the proper way. Um, but, you know, again, some people just take anything. Some people just get on the bandwagon because uh-huh. everybody else is reading it, and then they say, oh, well, I read that too. Knowing uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> so they, they read four pages that. like everybody else and was like, what is this garbage? Oh, it's going to be a movie? And some people didn't read the book. They read the movie. They watched the movie. And then they got the book. But I will say that um, I did not like the movie. And I did not like the first book. But her second book was okay. The sequel to that book. It was it was written much better. But you can tell her, her pen growth. Uh, you're able to see it in, in the other books. But yeah. That would be a no for me. The first book, I read four pages. One, two, three, four pages. I was like, I can't. I don't understand. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) Don't understand it. But to each his own. (laughs) Absolutely. Absolutely. Now, this is Alicia again. Now, when when you sat down um, to write, um, how do you think your pen has grown first time you wrote this book to now? It has, it it has grown. It has, um, it has grown because I have the second, I have the second book out that's coming out in um, September. Um, mm-hmm. But it it has, it has grown. Yeah, it, it has grown. Um, and, and I see that, um, that there is, but you know, I, I don't want to. I, I, it just, but I don't. Um, it's grown, but it's a lot of the same. It's a lot of the same. It's like it's a, it's a style that um, that really that really did need a lot of um, a lot of touch to it. It just needed um, spots here and there, maybe. Um, but it's 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 a certain style, and that same style that's in the first one carries on into the second one. Mm-hmm. I can understand that. I can understand that because writing is a process. It's a process for everyone, uh, and it teaches you a lot about yourself when when you're writing. Um, but we appreciate you because you were able to come out, come on here, and and share your craft with us. Share your your creativity with us, and we appreciate that mm-hmm. because there are maybe some readers that are in your position that are like, or in some writers that are in your position where they're sitting down to write their first book, and they need to be able to know that somebody is experiencing the some of the things that they experience, yeah. or some of the things that they're experiencing now where it really resonates with them. So I appreciate that because some people are not. Um, able to be educated uh, in the literary field. Some people are really bumping around in the dark when if they first start. You know, we always say here on Let's Chat, you got to know what you know because you know it. Not necessarily because mm-hmm. someone told you, but because you know what it is. Uh, and you got to be able to experience it at the same time for it to be able to, um, for me, I think, for people to be able to to grab onto it they got to know it but then they got to experience it so I'm glad that you were able to come on here and talk about your experience at the same time as um, shedding some of that you know disbelief a lot of authors have when they first sit down and write 
But as you know, here on Let's Chat, we like to do something fun. So I don't come up with none of the questions. T's going to give you a fun question. <laughs> That's all, T. Don't you give you a fun question. Okay. Well, Mr. Owens, thank you so much for joining me and Alicia again this evening. We so appreciate you sharing some of your precious time with us. Now, I have a brain teaser for you. Now, you have to listen very closely. Put your listening ears on. You okay. ready? Yes. Okay. You're running a race, but before you cross the finish line, you pass the person who is in second place. In what place do you finish? I am running. Repeat that again. Okay. You're running a race, but before you cross the finish line, you pass the person who is in second place. In what place do you finish the race? Well, there's got to be a trick to it because um, right off the top, you think you you finish first. Mm-hmm. But before you said before you cross the finish line, you pass the person that's in. Oh, you pass the person that's in second place. So mm-hmm. you finish second. Oh, so that's the final answer. So if you pass, you said before you cross the finish line, you you pass the person that's in second place. So you finish second. Final answer. Yeah, that's my final answer. <laughs> he had to think again, Lisa. <laughs> okay, ding, ding, ding. You got it. That's the first time I answered, and you got it right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I wanted to. I you, had to, to make, you had to talk yourself through it, huh? Yeah, I had. To, I did. I had to wonder because I knew I had to talk with yeah because I, yeah, yeah, I had to want to make sure because it, you had a brain teaser last time I was on. It was a very good brain teaser that was given to me. We try, we try. I got that one wrong. <laughs> he said not this you time. yourself. Right, he was like, y'all not going to give me this time. Oh, no, I know what it is. <laughs> He's like, I'm ready for these ladies tonight. <laughs> we so appreciate you coming to kick it with us in the chat room. We want you to shout out all of your social media, any virtual uh, events that you may have coming up, and where everybody can get your book. Well, the book is available anywhere, everywhere books are sold online. Uh, you can also go to your bookstore and pick it up. Um, I mean, you can go; to, it's in stock in some stores. Others, you can just um, ask for it, and they can they can order it for you. Uh, my um, my website is www.owenspublishing.com. Uh, Facebook is neil.owens.733. Instagram is Owens Publishing, and Twitter is at Cornelius Neil O One. And my, um, yeah, that's right now. I don't have any um, virtual events scheduled at this at this time. Well, when you do, make sure you tag us on social media so we can share that. I will definitely do that. Thanks again definitely. for joining us. Thank you again for the invite. Appreciate it. And y'all stay safe. You too. You. you have a great day. Thank you. Bye. Okay. Bye-bye. Awesome. That was awesome. Very interesting. Some more good time with Mr. Absolutely. Absolutely. I love it. I love the fact that, you know, he's able to share what he's learned. Um right. 
And that's a good thing because I think it's very important to be able to share your experiences with others. Um, Not only is that just a testimony, but that is paying it forward as well, you know. Exactly. And our next fabulous... Our next fabulous guest, that's what she does. She shares her knowledge with others. She's our favorite banker and financial advisor, Mm, April mm. for Kelly. Hey, April. Hey, girl. Hey. (laughs) How you doing? (laughs) I'm good. How y'all doing? We We in quarantine. I was laughing because I do not, the funny story before this even gets started, before I do not know my phone number. So I get an inbox that says, what's your phone number? And the only way I know to give you my phone number is to say, call me at the iPhone to put my phone number. So I do that. And she was like, no, you're calling us. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to end this right here before I look stupid. So Wait I was, a minute. So I explained and myself I what saying, I was doing. I thought she was saying, call me. And I was like, no, you call us. You call us at this number right here. But truth is, I just don't know. I know I have so many numbers in my head that I don't know my phone number. So that's, that you know what? tickled me. When I don't want you to tell nobody <laughs> that no more. I know. I was about to say, we're going to keep that between us. Don't tell nobody that. We're not going to tell nobody. We're not telling nobody. Y'all can't tell nobody she just did that. No. No. I was like, okay, this is going to be a good interview. From that moment, I knew this was going to be one of my favorite interviews. So I'm ready for it, which I got for Listen, because you are talking that talk, it's that time. You know, this a pan, it's this pandemic. Uh, we all are locked down, semi in. Some can go out, some can't go out. Listen, child, we getting stimulus checks. Folks don't know what to do. And when they do what they supposed, it don't seem to be right. They need some guidance. And and you the lady to give us that guidance. Because you was talking yeah, that yeah. talk yesterday on your live about credit and a lot of people oh, we were talking about that with the last guest I don't know how much of this interview you got but making mm-hmm. sure we know what we know because we know it and I realized mm. from your live that we don't know nothing <laughs> <laughs> you know you gotta catch me when I get into my you know I get on my tangents and so it's so funny because I don't do lives very often I used to do a lot of lives radio but I found myself arguing with people and I'm like you know what I'm not going to argue no more I'm just not going to do that anymore so I'm happy to be here on here with you guys today it's really funny that uh, I was like no I don't really do a lot of interviews she was like you're going to do mine I was like well okay then what time are we going to be on here what time are we going to be on here Like, I didn't even know what I could say I couldn't do. So I was like, both of them. Both of them. Let's do both of them. So it was really funny. And my life started out just about me trying to get everybody to go to NASCAR. I was trying to get $10 tickets. I was going to buy somebody a $10 ticket. And we are going to wobble at NASCAR. And then it ended up about credit and refinancing and all kinds of stuff. So I just kind of feel like that's my gift that God gave me to help people understand their credit and understand their, 
not even just credit, but just their money, man. It's so confusing. And I try to, and I don't know if you guys have ever read my book before, but in my book, I relate money to dating a whole lot because I think it has a lot of similarities. And I'm always talking about the, the fine chick in the club versus, you know, being the the chick that you think you got it going on, but you really don't, you know. So in my book, we related a lot to dating. Uh, we call credit, who gonna check me, boo? Because your credit is like your nosy neighbor that uh, is gonna tell all your that's, business. That's like we all parents. have that one home girl. We all we all have that one home girl that can't hold. Yeah, you know we got that one home girl that can't hold water. So when you know when she come around, you be like, y'all know not to say nothing for real around her, because you already know she gonna tell it. And that's what your credit report is. <laughs> your credit report is sitting back waiting. It's like that lurker is sitting back, is waiting, is waiting for somebody to ask them a question. And as soon as they got something mm-hmm. bad to report. Bam, they're going to say it. They're going to spill all the tea. So you got to be real careful with your credit, and you got to make sure that you keep your credit on point. And so that's some of the things we talk about in 52 Weeks. We talk about how do you fall in love with your money? How do you get to find this financial soulmate? So it's just like dating, right? So people are going to ask the guy who you're trying to date. He may ask your friends about you. You got to make sure that when your name in these streets and the credit streets is good, you know what I'm saying? It's just like the same thing. So when your name out there in them streets, they're like, nah, you know, she kind of get around, honey. She be making inquiries and she be, she be charging everybody up. And you know, you don't want that about you out there in them streets in the credit streets, just like you don't want it out there in those dating streets. So it's kind of like the same thing. So that's how we kind of look at money from a fun perspective I would guess I would put it that way listen and I'm gonna take a moment and and fuss at you a little bit because I knew you wrote a book but I could not find your cover on your page I'm gonna need you to post that book (laughs) I'm gonna need you to post that book I'm gonna need you to post that book every every three days I don't care if you wrote that book in 1944 it's relevant. <laughs> Everything you wrote, you wrote a book. That book keeps you relevant. You just got to reintroduce it. You always going to have uh, new readers that have never experienced uh, what you had to give. And all those people on that live yesterday, you should have sent uh-huh. them to Amazon to get that their book. Yes, you know ma'am. What? I, you know what? I'm, I'm with you when you write. Fuss at me. I deserve it. Fuss at it. But I'll tell y'all this. I'll tell y'all this. Because I'm July on my page, 1st. too, and I'm looking for the book. Her, her, I go. knew she wrote a book, but I had to go to Amazon, and I'm like, I cannot find her book. Listen, I'm going to need you to post your book every, every three, four days. I'm going to need you to put the book, the link, uh, and, and talk a little talk with it and say, you know, listen, I had everybody on my live last night. We was talking that talk. I need y'all to go get this book because I need y'all to be out here knowing what's going on. Listen. Mm-hmm. Man. I'm on her page Let now. Let me tell y'all what I'm going to do. I'm like, why can't I find it? <laughs> See, y'all not going to do me like this on the radio, but what I'm going to tell y'all is on July 1st, on July 1st, on July 1st, okay. I'm back, ladies. I'm going to be back July 1st. I got two books, not one, well, not one, but two, okay. coming out July 1st. Uh, Recovering from Financial Heartbreak will be out there, and Bad Bougie Not Broke will be out there July you know what? 1st. Why are you Yes, you should have told me that. Now you got to come back. We we not going to do the live on next next Thursday. We not doing the live next Thursday. No, we going to do the live next Thursday and then we going to do another live in uh July when your book come out. Cuz I Y'all want look you to have the book. That bougie not broke is is 
a bomb because a lot of us think we bad and bougie, but we broke. And and it's so funny because we're out here paying high interest rates uh, on credit card just to make it seem like we got some money in our bank account. And it's real stupid. We're like really hustling backwards. So I really go in on bad, bougie, not broke. We really go in and we kind of take it there. Just kind of take it there, Mm -hmm. man. It's kind of like if you get offended real easily, don't read my books, you know, especially 52 Uh weeks because I talk about financial threesomes. I talk about all that kind of stuff. So if you need a, if you need a a financial advisor that holds your hands and coddles you and and tell you how wonderful you are, I'm not your girl. But but if you need mm-hmm. somebody who's going to be real with you, I know I'm a hood rat. So if you need somebody with like <laughs> with a hood voice, uh, you know, I, you really would want to read those books. And it, it would really uh, bless your soul. Go to Amazon and just download it, child. Download it. I'm with it. So, But I, mm-hmm. I want people to understand that credit is all about discipline. I talked about that on the live the other day. A lot of uh-huh. times our money is just discipline. And we, we get in trouble because we're not disciplined enough. And some of us aren't even um, in a place now where we even want to admit how disciplined we're not. I'm not that disciplined because I'm telling you, the whole quarantine, I've been, ever since they sent me that little, that, uh, what, I didn't get a stamp, but I got a little on the street. No, I didn't even get that. They don't like me that much. But, but you know, my job liked me. And so they gave me a little bonus check. And, girl, every day I look at that little chick and I be thinking about how I want to buy some shoes. And I'd be like, girl, where are you wearing these shoes to? I have to remind myself. <laughs> Every day, like mm-hmm. you ain't got nowhere to wear them shoes to. So you, um, it's, it's really about discipline. You got to know who you are financially. You got to know who you mm-hmm. are financially. And I'm about to do a master class next week. I would love you ladies to join. We're going to talk about um, our financial love language and discovering exactly who you are. Because some of us may be committing mm-hmm. financial infidelity and not even I'm know there. it. And so, I'm here for it. I want you ladies oh. to come log on to my Zoom and listen to me talk about these financial love languages and how we shift our mindset from broke to balling. And so we it's, it's a mm-hmm. lot of things that I got coming out, ladies. I took a break. I took a break, but, you know, your girl is but back. But now you back. And I'm just... <laughs> I'm back, you know what I'm saying? Like, I feel like I need to, like, find a rap song. You know, I feel like I need to spit some bars about it. But, you know, I think that it's going to be really awesome. And I never knew how much I was needed until I left. And I think a lot of us discover that. We never know how much we're needed till we're gone. Take separation and bring appreciation. Steal. You know what? I'm writing that down. I'm going to steal it. And don't you tell nobody you said it first. So. I'm, I'm definitely I, I, didn't, I, I, didn't, I didn't. I didn't. Jeffrey Osborne said it first, but you're welcome to have it. Okay, <laughs> just repeat it for them one more time, please. Repeat it for them one more time. It takes separation to bring appreciation. There you go. It takes separation to bring appreciation. I got that. Yeah, I got that. The next time my kids come in here asking me for something, I'm going to say, you know what? It takes separation to bring appreciation. I'm going to need y'all to leave me alone. I, I, I know you know. I'm on strike. <laughs> Listen, I'm on strike. <laughs> I'm gonna need you to get it how you live it. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I love so it. True. I love it. And I know that you are in Texas, and I'm in Georgia. But I need me a financial advisor that's a little ratchet. So yes, I'm coming to your master class. Well, that's mm-hmm. funny. I'm that's what takes. That's what it takes. You, you know, sometimes you you need that ratchet to get someone's attention and uh, hold it and keep them accountable. 
That's right. But I think it's about understanding too, right? Because I could come to you guys and say, you know what, you need to have the five C's of credit. You need to have capacity. You need to have cash flow. You need to have leverage. And you're like, what the hell is that, right? That's what people really think when you say that. You don't have the capacity. What is the capacity? What do you mean I don't have capacity? You know, so when we think of capacity, we think about something that fits into something, right? Like you're, the car has five-person capacity, right? When I buy this SUV, I know five people can fit into this SUV. That's the capacity. We don't think of, of capacity as well as numbers like how much can you actually afford is your capacity what can you what does your finances have the capacity to handle instead of saying uh, a lot of people try to say things like um, you don't have the debt to income ratio well on the on the business side we don't look at debt to income ratio that's not a thing we look at what we call uh, debt service coverage so it's all about these terms that we really don't you know people throw at us and I tell people all the time when I was an underwriter I could find a reason to turn down any loan I wanted to but the key to the game and the key, the key to our people becoming financially uh, wealthy would be first teaching the game first. Because when you understand the game, then you know how to play it. I can't teach you. I can't teach you. Um, I can't tell you to go out there and become wealthy, but not teach you the principles of becoming wealthy. I can't teach you to fix your credit and not understand the principles of of credit. And that's where we get it wrong. And that's what I had a big discussion yesterday about reparations. I sit on the Black Banking Commission, and one of the ladies said, we got to get the money in the hands of the entrepreneurs. I said, no, ma'am, that's not what we need to do because we keep, we keep trying to fix symptoms. We keep mm-hmm. trying to fix symptoms. It's kind of like when you're diabetic, right, and you know if you just lost weight or you, you quit drinking the soda that possibly you could get rid of the diabetes. But instead of doing those things, you just rather take the shot. Mm. And a lot of us are just taking the shot. A lot of us are out here, we're throwing money at people. And I'm guilty because I work at a bank. Of course, we want to throw money at you. Mm-hmm. I'm the vice president of a bank. We want you to come get loans. We want you because that's how we But The reality of it is that's not curing the disease. That is mm-hmm. giving money to the symptoms. And so the symptoms of the black community right now when it comes to money is that we don't have the education. So we go out here and we give reparations to a bunch of people. We give them $350,000 is it what uh, Bob Johnson is proposing. You give $350,000 to a lot of black people, you're just going to do a black stimulus check. You're going to have a lot of people who go out here and buy non-tangible assets. You're going to have a bunch of people because there's a lot of educated people of color. You're going to have a bunch of people who go out here and buy land. You're going to have a bunch of people that buy uh, hard assets that they can really depend on. Cool. Trust me, we're out here. We're we're not all like this. But we got a majority. We got a majority. And I know a few. The first thing they're going to do, Kristen Louboutin, going to be out the door with them red bottoms. Everybody's feet going to be hurting in the hood. And I'm telling you, the education part has to come first. The education has to come first. So once mm-hmm. we provide the education, then we can provide the finances. And everybody's still not going to get it right, but we have a better chance of those getting it right than getting it wrong. That's my soapbox, and, and I'm standing on it. And I'm glad you said that because, like, when literally, I because I, I'm learning how to, I call it baby in my credit, but I'm learning mm-hmm. how to just, kind of build because I know that ownership is important and everybody don't believe that ownership is important but you know a lot of people um, when you look at the 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 whole black light the movement um, that we've been having a lot of people were saying we don't own anything and that's because mm-hmm. we were taught 
that ownership isn't that important, but it really is. And so, but in order to be an owner, because on every level up, there's something more that's required. Uh, and so now mm-hmm. I find myself trying to understand um, credit and how to make it work for me. You know, and so I had, I don't know, was it Susie Orman, not Susie Orman. I don't know who I was watching, but they said on the credit cards, you don't pay the credit card off. And I was like, oh, okay. And then yesterday you was like, make sure you, listen, let me go pay that bill off. (laughs) And let me tell you, so. I think what the confusion with that, and I thought about that after you had posted that. I think it was you that posted that on my live video that said, uh-huh. I just read somebody told me. That was somebody who said that. And I think the confusion is people who pay it, that some people pay it off and close it. She may have said don't close the credit card because some people pay it off and think you're supposed to close it, right? Mm-hmm. That's not what you're mm-hmm. supposed to do. You don't close it because your oldest line of credit is what your credit is based off of. Credit is based off the right. length of time of having it your payment schedule, how much you've actually used of it. So remember when I was selling live and I told you I said the way they're measuring this is measured by risk. What is the Uh risk uh that you won't pay us? So if you have a bunch of credit cards, right? So, for example, if I have a dude, and he's he's fine, right? You know, in my in my head, this is my this is my little dude in my head. <laughs> but if you had this little this mm-hmm. little man, he's super fine, but he got fifteen women around him that all think he's fine. What's the probability of him being of him being faithful to you? Very low, right? Yeah. He's mm-hmm. high risk because he got all he these faithful drugs to everybody. On him, right? <laughs> that's that's <laughs> temptation. Same thing with your credit. You got a bunch of cards in your purse. You're charging them up. They gave you limits. They out here. You know, you you got you got a little bit. You know, you got some on every card. You charged every card up. You become like a credit mm-hmm. hoe. Ooh, I should have read that already. <laughs> you be, but but that's what happens, right? You kind of mm-hmm. out here giving it to everybody. You out here giving money to that's everybody. Right. You know. And so now the credit, when when we look at it from a, a credit standpoint, we like, mm-hmm, girl, she be out here. She be out here charging up everybody, honey. She ain't got nobody she's faithful to. So in those mm-hmm. cases, the banks can't trust you with more credit because you got too much. You got too many. Nobody want to be faithful to you because we can't even trust that you're going to be faithful to us. You got too many. You got too much going on. Right. Does that make sense? But mm-hmm. if you go out there and you get you two or three good credit cards, you keep the zero, you keep the balance really low. You keep it under 30%. That means that you know hey, it's a probability that you're going to pay us because you don't have a whole bunch of stuff out here hanging out. You're not hanging with the crowd. You're out here and you're being faithful. You're paying it down. You're paying it off. You, you, you're giving them what they need. See, a credit card is just like that guy you meet, right? A credit card is a guy that you meet, and, you know, when you go out, he's buying you stuff. You're like, child, he took me to the mall, child. And he told me get what I want because you're swiping. Ain't no comfort. He ain't even tried. He ain't even tried to get none. He done took it to the mile. He done let you swipe. You just put it back in your pocket. You're good. Ain't nothing came because it's not tangible money, so you don't feel like you lost nothing. You're just swiping. But Lord knows when that time of the month comes and you can't give him none, guess what he's going to do? He's going to ruin you. Mm-hmm. He's leaving mm-hmm. because now, now you can't give me what I need. When I need it. And so when you can't pay that credit card on time and can't pay it off and you can't keep swiping, they're going to keep lowering your credit score. They're going to go tell the credit report, and it's all going to go bad. So you just it's just about being careful with those credit cards. 
Don't don't mm-hmm. close them. Pay them down. You don't have to close them. Pay them down. Make it be responsible with them. That's all it is. Mm-hmm. Be responsible with them. And y'all see, I talk crazy, so I don't know why y'all wanted me on your show. But that's, yeah. this is how I explain <laughs> to people. Listen, because <laughs> like she said, you need you need people when when you're speaking to people, you need to be able to have them to re- to relate and click on what you're saying. So the way you deliver what you're saying, though. absolutely. But the way you're delivering it is what some people need to hear for them to get it. Like, yeah. So now my question is, you know how you start, you're dating that one type of dude, but then now you want to level up and you mm-hmm. want to start dating and manifesting um, a different type of dude. And, and that's so, really about that life. So then now the question is, how do you transition yourself? So, you know, man, let's say you start out with a little secure card, you know, a little secure card, you know, put a little money in really ain't got no money on it but you know y'all good y'all dating y'all cute right but now you're looking for the husband material and i'm gonna tell you what's gonna happen to you you're gonna get those bad boys of credit that come after you those those store cards those the synchrony banks and those uh those community banks and boy i tell you they the bad boys of credit because when you go into the store they're gonna say hey baby look we got this we're gonna give you them stores gonna tell you look He's such a good, this is such a good card. We're going to give you an extra 15% off if you use it. So you're like, what? We're going to get 15% off. So now I done spent $100, but I only got to put $85 on that card. Bet, right? Because now you're like, I'm I'm doing it, right? And so this little bad boy credit don't tell you that the interest rate on that bad boy is 23%. So you, you spent, you saved $15 to give them back $20 in interest. You see what I'm saying? So the first people you're going to run into are those bad boys because now you didn't show up and you could pay your little security card. So now the lurkers are out. You know when you glow up as a girl, like I tell you, my teeth was messed up for a long time. When I got the braces, I started glowing up. I'm telling you, I was glowing. And I had all the dudes like, ooh, you know, look at her now, her teeth straight. And I'm smiling like Cardi B on a good day. And I'm telling you, you're going to get those bags. You're going to start getting stuff in the mail. Oh, we want you to get a Home Depot card. We want you to get every store card. And you don't feel like you need those cards. But that's not mm-hmm. who you're waiting on. That ain't the, that ain't the guy you post today. You post to let him go on by this business because that little security card still going to get you what you want. If you paid that security card for enough time, guess what? That security card going to get a better job. That security card going to stick with you. That Capital One, that uh, that Citibank, the Wells Fargo's, they're gonna stick with you. And again, guess what's gonna happen? They're gonna up your grade, your limit, because you done grew together. It's just like a relationship. Yeah. Well, you know, um, with Capital One, I noticed that it tells because ain't no shame in my game. I'm trying to level up, honey. I'm in my glow up stage. Mm-hmm. I got a lots of stuff going on, and I know that I have to elevate myself. Uh, in multiple mm-hmm. areas to be able to fit where, you know, because sometimes we get seesaw vision. And what I seesaw vision is, is that you can see your vision. You can see it so, mm-hmm. so vividly that you can touch it, but you don't see the in-between and the things that you have to go through to get there. You are, you're not yep. looking at that. You're looking at the fact that it's right mm-hmm. there. I could taste it. I could touch it. So I'm I'm trying not to have that seesaw vision. I'm trying to have an understanding because I know where it is that I'm going and I see myself there. So with Capital uh, One, the one thing I like is that they tell you if you make 
four consecutive payments, they will up it. Like they, mm-hmm. they basically they're 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 helping guide you along. Make four payments yep. consecutively and we're gonna give you this amount. Oh yeah. Then if you make such and such amount of payments this amount of time, then we're gonna give you this amount. Yep. They got you, right. And so they, they like that dude that, that wanna be there with you. You know what? We've been dating I got a better job. I'm doing my thing. Stick with me, baby. I may, I may be in touch with the service. I'm taking you places. I'm showing you things. <laughs> I'm going to show you some things. We're going to do our thing if you just stick with me, baby. And that's what and that's what Capital One, that's what you're going to get with Citibank. Chase has a really good product like that. So you get you one of those major credit cards. They're going to be faithful to you, right? Pay them on time. They're good with you. Don't get one of them store cards because I'll tell you what actually, what actually happens with a lot of those store cards. You'll charge them up. You'll pay them off. You won't use them. They'll cancel that card. Store mm-hmm. cards will lower your credit amount. So you might think you're paying it off like you've been paying minimum payments. Now you got your taxes. You pay it down. They'll lower your limit. Mm. And it'll, it'll mess up your credit because now your credit – your debt-to-income ratio is off again. Your debt-to-credit ratio is off. So you got to be careful with those because they're going to keep bringing you down. They're the bad boys of credit. You don't want that. You don't even want that kind of smoke in your life. You don't need that kind of drama. they the guy. store cards are the ones that are those, those guys that used to call don't call you back. And you'd be like, why are you calling me? And then all of a sudden he calls. Yeah, they go. <laughs> And you'd be like, why he ain't calling? Oh, now he calling. And so it, you have to be careful with stuff like that. Now, one thing I'll tell you is you keep getting, you know, you keep paying these off, you're going to get other people that call you too. You're going to get other, because you attract what you are, just like in real life. If you think, if you have high self-esteem, you're a good girl, got your stuff together, people ain't going to want to have, ain't going to want to step to you that ain't got their stuff together, right? They get intimidated by you. So now you're going to have mm-hmm. the big boy step to you next. You keep paying that credit down, girl. Keep looking good on them profiles. The big boys will step to you next. Here come American Express. I don't know about you, but when I was young, Amex was like the, the big daddy of credit. Two things I always wanted in life. I wanted a Louis Vuitton bag, and I wanted an American Express card. I thought I made it if I got to those things. And that's mm-hmm. exactly what's going to happen. You keep paying your credit, girl. That Amex will call you, and he'll tell you, baby, I ain't got no limit. It's me and you. <laughs> no limit. I love it. I love it. I love it. Okay, so listen. You know, we like to do something fun here on Let's Chat. Okay. Before we do that, I want you to drop some jewels. I want you to fight, drop five jewels uh, in repairing your credit. And then I want you to drop five jewels on those married people that have joint credit. Because, you know, sometimes you in a trick bag. You're mm-hmm. just saying. Well, let me, let me say it like this. This is what I would, this is, okay, you said five jewels. Let me think. Y'all know I'm slow, so I got to I gotta get my five together. Let me, let me, let me tell it off like we're playing dominoes. You know how when you're playing dominoes, you can't say five? Let me, let me mark my, uh, let me mark it off as I go. So the first thing I would tell you, and we're talking about repairing the credit, right? So the first thing I would tell you, number one, if you're going to repair your credit, be real with yourself. 
pull your credit report. I want you to pull your credit report, and I want you to look at, and I want you to write down all your balances, your real balances, not what we think we may owe because we just made a payment. I want you to write down the balance that's on there. Write down every open account that you have. I want you to take a look at it, and I want you to look, go through and find the old stuff. Anything over seven years, immediately go to Experian.com. I want you to go to TransUnion.com, and I want you to go to Equifax.com. Set up accounts. They're free. Don't, get, don't, don't pay for it. Get the free one. And then they have a dispute section on there. Anything over seven years old, I want you to go dispute it. And unless it's student loans, they ain't going to come off. Over seven years, I want you to go dispute it. Why? Because after seven years, it ain't supposed to be there no more. It ain't supposed to be there no more. So go dispute that. That's, that's number one. That's the first thing I want you to do. Pull your credit, write down your balances, and check for anything over seven years. Mm-hmm. The second thing I want you to do, I want you to look at those collection accounts. If you have collections on your credit report, I want you to go through them. I want you to see which ones are duplicates. Then I want you to see what company they came from. So let's say, for instance, you have something from AT&T on there. What I would rather you do, because AT&T doesn't send you a bill nine times out of ten, I would rather you uh, go on AT&T site and just pay them. Once you pay them, get a receipt, and then send them to those credit companies and say, this needs to come off my credit. I've already paid them. Mm-hmm. Why? Why do you want to do that? Because, first of all, they're going to try to inflate it because they didn't sold it to a credit company. Second of all, if you pay the credit company, the credit company is going to leave that on your credit. But if you go straight to the source, they have to take it off. Third, if you can't get back to the original company and you have this thing out here with this collections company, get a letter of intent that says a letter of deletion, actually, or intent to delete. Tell them you need that letter before you pay anything. You need that letter. And a caveat to number three, I want y'all to do this, and this is so important. Don't call their ass if you ain't got no money. If you ain't got no money, don't call them because it starts it all over again. When you call them and you make arrangements and you make plans and you be like, yeah, I'm going to pay this off on the first, and you know you ain't going to have the money on the first, don't do that. Because when you tell them you make an arrangement to pay, it starts it all over on your credit. Your seven years starts over. So don't contact them if you ain't got if you ain't got no smoke. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> don't do it. Don't do it because you're gonna mm-hmm. start it all over. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like a bad relationship. It's the head. It's this. That is the hey big head text of credit. When we ask, when we start calling <laughs> folks because we just trying to see how our credit doing. You just trying to see what that account is because you ain't really talking. W I D. Yeah, what you doing? What you got going on? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Make some plans, and then you change your mind. But now you didn't start that person over calling you. You didn't started those memories over. Now they're going to start calling you. They're going to get back on their credit. They're going to make sure they seen. They're going to tell all their friends y'all dating again. You know what you're doing. So you got to make sure when you when you when you holler, hey, big head at that credit report at them collections accounts, because them them be the crazy chicks. You know what I'm saying? Them crazy dudes. You everybody's not a crazy one. You're like, man, you know, you wasn't that bad. That meat wasn't that bad, but I just don't want to go back to that. So you got to make sure it's like that with that credit. Like, man, I love that little Capital One card, but man, I can't be going back to that. Yeah, you got to make sure. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. Because once you once you wake that once you wake that up. 
they're going to be calling you for the next seven years. So you need to make sure they're going to be reporting and telling everybody y'all dating again, even though it was just a text message. So make sure y'all do that for number three. <laughs> make sure you got that money because you don't want that smoke. Ooh, ooh, child, let me think. Okay, so you don't put me on the spot. Number four about your credit. I want you to, while are you writing down all your balances? I want you to write down all your limits. Make two columns on the paper. You write down your balance and you write down your limit. And then I want you to do, a, a, to see, I want you to do the math. And I want you to see what percentage of that it is. So, for instance, if you have a $1,000 limit and you know you need to be under 30%, Right, to get the most points, because we want you to get the most points. You know that balance needs to be under $300. So for everyone, when I was trying to fix my credit, because I'm going through a divorce, I got stuff I had to do myself. So when I had to go back through and fix my stuff, I made four columns, one, two, three, four. I wrote down the balance. I wrote down the limit. I wrote down what 30% would be, and then I wrote how far I was from that because I know that's what I need to attack first, because I need to boost my credit back up first. You see what I'm saying? I need to be responsible, so let me get this in order. And And number five. And that you said was for open, not the ones in collection, the ones that are open. Those are the ones that are open. Those are the ones that are good, right? The way to Mm -hmm. the the way – to have good credit is to produce more good credit. The way to fix your credit, I know a lot of people are going to tell you to come over here, we'll fix your credit. The best way to fix credit is to, to have better credit. It's just to keep doing things in order. It's to keep doing things. Get you a 24-month history. Commit to yourself. And that was number five. Commit to yourself today. I don't care if you had a late payment last month. Commit to yourself today at this moment. At this moment, I'm ready to commit to the next 24 months, the next 24 months, I'm paying everything on time. I'm making the sacrifices to pay everything on time. And then I want you guys to do me a favor. I want you to go to my website, go to bankerbay.com. On bankerbay.com, you'll be able to, under tools, you'll be able to find tools to help you do all of what I just said. So you'll find on there, you'll find a personal financial statement. Go out there and see what you're really worth. I call that looking into the financial mirror. Some of us ain't worth what we think we are. Some of us got big houses and big bed. It's like a dude with big shoes but little feet. It don't, it don't, it don't help you at the end of the night. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? Somebody mm-hmm. gonna catch that one later and think that's funny. I caught that. I caught that. I caught that. Yeah, we caught that. No, we caught no, that. Mm-mm. No, uh-uh. we caught that. No, 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 y'all not even laughing at my jokes, but but it was funny. It, we are listening. It, it was funny to me, and it you was know hilarious. What? It was listen. We are listening. We taking notes. We paying attention, but we caught it. We, we caught it. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Well, thank you, because I was over here like, okay, I thought that was like, that was like my showstopper, and, and they didn't, they didn't get, get no, it. it. So, that was a good know. one. That was a good one. That was a good one. Well, if you go to bankerbay.com, if you go to bankerbay.com, you'll see some tools. There'll be some credit card payoff things there where you can kind of say, okay, I want to pay this off. Let me get my plan together. You can actually go there and mm-hmm. download a document that, uh, that'll that help you get your plan together. Mm-hmm. The links don't work. Well. My link's not working? Free tools? Under free tools? 
I see them. Family budget. I see them, but you click them, nothing happens. Oh, it's downloading. It should download. Cause it, I, well, do it from the computer because I'm doing it right now, and they automatically download. Oh, they're going to download a uh, form. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. It downloads okay. Excel spreadsheets. Oh, okay, okay. Mm-hmm. I'm with you. I'm with you. <laughs> I'm like, hold on. I'm doing it as I talk to y'all. But also, if you go there, there's a family budget to help you guys get your family on budget. There's also a debt snowball challenge. And in July, you know what? Well, you know what we could do in July? Let's get back on the show and do our debt snowball challenge to go along okay. with uh, recovering from financial heartbreak. Let's do it. And you guys update me and let me know how it goes. So the debt snowball challenge is on there. And so what you could do is go through and it explains exactly how it works. And um, so with the debt snowball challenge, you write out all your debts. We do a snowball and it'll help you uh, to help you get out of, out of debt faster. It's pretty neat. Mm-hmm. Also, that financial mm-hmm. mirror is on there. That um, Looking in that financial mirror, the personal financial statement, that's on BankerBay.com. You can look at that as well. Also, the credit card payoff, that's on there as well, the credit card payoff calculator to help you pay off some things. Mm-hmm. So I have some tools out there that help you guys um, if you are interested. So that's pretty much what I got, my five, my five things I would tell you to do about your credit. How did that sound? Awesome. That was good. That was good. That was some good stuff. That was good stuff. I'm rest excited for July because we're going to do it on live. So everybody going to be on there. They're going to have their taper and their pencils. They're going to be ready to go. Awesome. <laughs> and, then next, and then next Thursday when you come on live, we're going to talk about the books because, you know, you don't have that put up on your social media. So we need you to talk about the books. So we're going to talk about the books. Get those <laughs> What'd you say? You still talking about that? <laughs> yeah. We gonna get those sales up, girl, April. Yes, we gonna we gonna get them sales. We gonna that get we gonna get that book, that money. promotion going. Yes, we gonna get that promotion going. I know, and I yeah. know that you don't do speaking engagements anymore, but you need to start doing them too. Because right you know now you people need it. People need it. <laughs> but I'm saying they need they need you. They literally need it and they need you because now everybody is trying to position themselves. And the worst thing is to try to get in position and you have no clue on how to get in position. And that, and when that happens, you just become more lost than what you already were. Cause you know, they got all those credit repair programs. We're going to take off your student loan and we're going to take off this and we're going to take off that. And they probably really can't do it, but they got you thinking they can and so people need to be, they need to know what they know because they know it when it comes to their money, when it comes to their credit, even like with houses, pandemic, everything was shut down for so long. Now you got these forbearance, you got this, you got that. People need to understand what it is and how to maneuver. They need and one to, thing I'll tell you, the, the bad information like you're so funny. The bad information that I hate the most that people think that they need a Don's and Bradstreet or people are telling them what business credit is. There's no such thing as business credit. And I remember the most embarrassing thing, y'all, for me was when I went to uh, on my uh, on a banking thing that we have. And usually I'm the only black person there. A lot of times I'm on the only black people there in the commercial banking world. And one of the guys came to me. He goes, I just have a question. I'm like, okay, what's up, white guy? No big deal, right? Because, you know, I get along with everybody. No big deal. And he says, 
why do you why do you guys think there's such things as a, a, a as 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 a business credit? Who told you? Why why do people say that? And I'm like, who says that? And he goes, I'm just saying, like, it's a lot of you know African American people that come to my office. They're always asking like for their business credit score. I have no idea what they're talking about, and it hurts me because we keep hearing people talk about business credit, and people don't always translate business, what business credit actually is, and understanding that the business credit is based on those five C's of credit, you know, we don't really understand that. And so it kind of gets, you know, a little bit, I'm not going to say convoluted, but it kind of gets to the point where I just want us to all win and I want us all to be educated on all these things. So you're right. I really do need to start doing speaking engagements again. I'm working on it. I, I have to get my credit swag back. You know, like I have to get my swag back because sometimes when we go through stuff in life, we just feel like we don't have the right to speak on certain things. But I also think mm-hmm. our God makes our testimony so we can speak to it. Like I can mm-hmm. relate to a woman saying certain things now. And if, if everything always goes good, how can you relate to what I'm going through? You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. And so um, right. I'm ready. I'm ready. So you 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 actually put fire under me, and I'm I'm just I'm not even gonna let you do me like this. So I'm ready. <laughs> And, that's, and that's what I do. That's what I do. That, yes, that's what I do. In the fall, <laughs> Bad Bougie Not Broke is supposed to come to HBCUs everywhere. We're excited to talk about Bad Bougie Not Broke um, mm-hmm. in the shift. So it's so it's me, one of my really good friends, Letitia Scott. She is um, a real estate developer, and she's also on the reality show Love and Air Huntsville. So she talks about being an entrepreneur in their business. Uh, my cousin Kanisha, she is. Uh, Dr. Kanisha Hall, and she is amazing. She has shampoo lines because she's a a biochemist by trade or by, I guess, definition, but she's a medical doctor as well, anesthesiologist. Um, But she has all these great products that she's created. I use her shampoo. So people talk about my hair all the time. I use her shampoo. I advise people to check it out. And she has books on sexual health, health Sexual health and wealth go together, girl. So, you know, I got to get my swag back on. Still got to get her groove back on so I can stack my coins back up. But we're going to talk about that another day. Um, and then we have Vanessa Petway. She is a wonderful woman of God, and she um, talks about how you manifest your money. So, girl, I'm over here trying to get my swag back, trying to manifest, trying to be, you know, get this real estate thing on, all at the same mm-hmm. time. And I can't wait to share it with people because that's all in the Listen, book. Listen, I'm, I'm coming we, to Houston. We here. Listen, we I'm here coming for to, you, I'm girl. Com- we right, here I'm for coming it. to Houston for that event where all of y'all is there. Yes, ma'am. We're doing mm-hmm. it in Atlanta, Birmingham, uh, Tennessee State, and Texas and Dallas. Mm-hmm. I live in so, Atlanta. I live I live 45 minutes from Atlanta. I'm near. Awesome. I'm with it. <laughs> well, you got to bring it up to New York because that's where I'm at. <laughs> we actually tried to get to New York. We tried to get to New York. We couldn't find a venue. And so we tried to really? come to New York. Um, I couldn't find a venue. We had a guy that was helping us, but he never came through with the venue. So New York would definitely mm-hmm. be a dream. So you you keep us in prayer, like from your mouth to God's ears. Maybe we'll get enough listeners to come out and say, hey, we want to hear her talk too. And so we can get up to New Absolutely. York. Absolutely. And that's we why we do these lives and these interviews to get that word out there. Yes, we, I would love that. That would be awesome. And I have the Banker Bay podcast too. That's coming out, so y'all be on the lookout for that. That's gonna be really cool. Okay, make sure you tag. So us. Us. Connect us. 
I would definitely will do that. I'm so excited to be here with you ladies. Thank y'all for having me. This this has been we awesome. We appreciate you. Now, when you come in here on Let's Chat, we always do something a little fun. Uh, T okay. handles a lot of fun questions. I don't know what she's going to ask you. Um, but uh, <laughs> I'm ready. <laughs> All right, Miss April. You know, we have had so much with you tonight, and it's just revealing and, and, and much needed. So we thank you for sharing your talent and your time with us this evening. But my brain teaser is actually going to be on the matter of money. I, you know, I think okay. about these things as we talk and, and interact. So it's a fun brain teaser. So are you ready? I'm ready. I'm with it. Uh, all right. And your newly acquired Louis, Louis Vuitton bag. <laughs> <laughs> you have two newly minted U.S. coins with the sum of 30 cents. But one isn't a nickel. What two coins are in your new LV bag? I have two coins and one isn't a nickel. Well, I would just mm-hmm. have uh I would just have two coins and one isn't a nickel. Well, I could you said 30 cents? Mhm. So, I could have pennies and dimes, right? So I could have you, two dimes. You only have two coins, though. But that's but that's only two types of coins. You have two coins. See, and one isn't a nickel, and it equals thirty cents. I'm not a. Let me just let me just put this disclaimer out there. I'm not a teller. <laughs> I deal with money on paper. I don't deal with I don't deal with physical money. So I absolutely do not know the answer to this. I'm thinking in coins as in two types of coins, so you see that I'm way off. I don't even know what the answer to that could be if one is not a nickel, because I'm thinking that you have a quarter and a nickel or a dime. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay, two so dimes what's your final nickels. answer? I have no answer. Is there a skip <laughs> you button? You, you were on the right track. The answer is a nickel and a quarter, because a quarter isn't a nickel. Oh, goodness. <laughs> what? It was a fun brain teaser. You got two coins and one isn't a nickel. It never said you couldn't have a nickel. It just said exactly. one of the coins wasn't a nickel. So it's a quarter and a nickel. That's why y'all not going to do me. Y'all not going to do me live on the radio. No, ma'am. No, ma'am. Y'all not going to question my education live on the radio like this. Y'all are not going to question me. Oh, y'all are not. <laughs> no, y'all are not. Y'all are not. Oh my gosh. Gonna I make me feel like I wasted my money going to finance one. school. See? No man. That was you like that was one. No, because you know no, what it is, I... especially as adults, we get so focused in adult world, and 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 we look for the most difficult solution for stuff. And a lot of times we don't say, oh, it's got to be simple. How simple? We, we're not looking for that. We're just looking for the extravagant way to take care of something. <laughs> and that's why when we, we, we get some brain pieces, I was I was right along with you. I was like, but, but wait a minute. I know me. You only got you two anything. <laughs> That's because I was on Google trying to find out what it was. <laughs> You left, you left April out there by herself, girl. You left her oh, she left by me. herself. She left you with tissue she on your shoe, April. She left <laughs> me. She left me. Now I'm sitting here oh, being crazy trying to think. <laughs> it was a good one, though, right, ladies? That was, was a good one. one. <laughs> yes, it was. That was a very good one. 
No, I'm mad. That's what we I'm, do, I'm April. over here protesting. I'm trying to find something to uh, <laughs> I'm trying to find something to ask y'all. I'm going to start making up financial equations so I can ask y'all to shit about myself. Since, since, since y'all done busted me out on the radio. And so, uh, we love it. We love it, April. We love that you. We so love your yes. Your energy is everything. Listen, your energy is everything. People <laughs> need you. And I understand because, you know, a lot of times we look over what people say because we want something to be a certain way. And I understand that you said you had you had a moment where you had to go through some things. Um mm-hmm. And you have to be able to get your own swag back and build your own self up. But we need you. Absolutely. I appreciate everybody is, is in that position. And you got all the knowledge and we are other ones. The rest of us, we bump it around in the dark because we all know have no clue. Uh, and, you know, we have free will. And the only thing that we don't have control over is consequences. But if you are, if we're educated, we can make those right choices to have those good consequences. And that is you making sure you educate us about our coin. Mm-hmm. And we appreciate you, Miss April. <laughs> well, I appreciate you guys having me out and getting me out of my rent. Like I said, I told her I don't really do that no more. And, um, yeah. And she was like, you're well, doing we it, you, so I'm happy to be here. Le- <laughs> we hope you leave away feeling good about this interview and us. <laughs> I, I do. Like, I, I do. I feel really good about it. And I thank you guys for, like I said, I thank you guys for giving me out my rut because I really, um, like I said, I had kind of really slowed down, but you guys make me feel like my mm-hmm. services are actually needed. So I'm very excited. So thank y'all. Thank y'all. Thank yeah. you. Thank yeah, you for much being needed here. and re-energized. <laughs> Absolutely. Yes. You was bait, but so you got I, them bold moves that you making in the dark, though. You got them bold moves that you making in the dark. From your mouth to God's ears, there's going to be some big stuff coming in July. So I am excited mm-hmm. for some other announcements. I can't really say right now, but there's going to mm-hmm. be some really big stuff coming out in about a month. And I think that you guys will, uh, we all have a place. And I think that, um, I'll make that announcement on your show in July once they allow me to make the the formal announcement. Awesome. How about that? Awesome. We look forward to it. Yes, I got the secret coming, but it's going to be really awesome, and I'm going to be able to help a lot of people, a lot of business owners, a lot of people with credit, understanding credit, and all kinds of things in our community. So y'all just stay tuned, and it's going to be awesome. In the meantime, between time, make sure you follow me on Instagram at I am Banker Bay. I'm always talking money and finance on there, uh, having hard conversations, and uh, go for it. That's why I couldn't find you. I was looking for you I on know. Instagram. I was looking for and her I on Instagram, but I had already talked about her not having the book on her website, on her on her Facebook, so I didn't want to get on her about on Instagram. So I was like, I'm not going to say oh, nothing no, right my now. Instagram <laughs> is, my Instagram is popping yeah, now. I, was, I like that little Instagram. I am Banker I was looking for you. Okay, I'm going to yes, go I right now and follow you. Okay, follow us back. I, I, I will Bay. do that. Okay, there you are. I'm following you right now. There you go. <laughs> awesome. I will make sure I follow you guys and back. And anybody who follows me from the show. Yeah. Okay. Cause I couldn't find her. I'm like, you. where is she? <laughs> I am uh, on yes, there. Yes, we got you now. We got you now. Listen. You're going to mm-hmm. be like, listen, I got too much going on. What the heck do they want now? They need me to come back. 
Hey, I am make with it, it. I am for it. Well, we're happy for you. And so we're we going to be following you. Thursday. She's going to be back, y'all. She's going to be back next Thursday, and she's going to be back in July. I got to think of a good a good topic for the Facebook Live in, um, next Thursday. And in July, uh, the topic is actually going to be her book uh, title. And it's going to be mm-hmm. all, it's going to be like an April takeover. We're going to talk about the book release, the book, all the events, and, and you can make your special announcement too. So y'all stay I like that. that. And April takeover awesome, awesome, awesome. in July. April takeover in, in July. July. Like we that? need to get some kind of stuff we can keep posting it on social media. I want everybody to know. We need to have we need to have that the most popular I'm gonna make a show flyer. that we've ever had. Let's do it. Okay. Let's I'll do make it. a flyer. Okay. And we'll both be broadcasting on our channels and on our upcoming shows as well. I'm excited. It's going to be amazing. It's going to be all good stuff, good stuff, good stuff. We so appreciate, well, we appreciate you coming you. and kicking with us in the chat room, schooling us. You are needed. Your voice is needed. Your thoughts are needed. Never think you are not needed for a minute. We appreciate you coming to take your time out and share your energy and your experience and education with us here in the chat room. Well, you guys are awesome. Thank, Thank you. you for having me, ladies. Y'all have a blessed day. Okay, you too, April. Thanks again. Um, bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye. Oh my goodness, that was like everything. It was. I took notes. You took notes, I took some notes too. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. you know, I pretty much follow those. So it was just like reconfirmation as to what uh, we do here in this household. So it was just good to hear that what we've been doing all these years is actually what should be built, what should be done on a daily. And I'm always talking in my girlfriend's ear, so I'm going to make sure I have her tune in as well because I'm always on her ear about her finances. So I got to, when you do the fly, I'm going to send it to her and tell her to get her butt online. (laughs) That's how I got to talk to her. (laughs) I got to keep her real. (laughs) Absolutely, absolutely. I'm going to work on that flyer. I'm going to get with April. I got a, what was the title of the book, T? I know you wrote it down. Um, Which one, the new one? Uh The 52 Weeks. Nope, I got 52 weeks to know us. The new one. How did I, what did I, I didn't write that one down. I got the 52 uh, weeks. So I was so busy trying her. to find her stuff. Right. We was Listen, y'all, <laughs> this was everything. Let me tell you, this was everything. We appreciate her coming to kick it in here with us, trying to get us right. She's trying to get us right, y'all. So y'all make sure y'all go to bankerbay.com. Go on there, hit the free tools. Remember, don't do like I did. They're going to come mm-hmm. up as Excel spreadsheets, y'all. So they're going to mm-hmm. come up. Just give them time to load uh, and go on in there. Uh, and, again, get ready for her snow uh, snowball challenge, that snowball challenge. And uh, let's mm-hmm. get right. Let's get right. And let's get our money tight. Oh, I like that, Leash. Let's get right. Get our money tight. <laughs> and we. We will see y'all on next week. Next week on Thursday, we're going to have Let's Chat Live. Author Ty Marshall is going to be kicking in with us, as well as April is going to come back and share some of her knowledge with our live uh, audience on uh, Facebook and our YouTube page. So make sure y'all make sure y'all following your girls. Y'all following us? Make sure y'all follow us. Everything, That's Twitter, right. Instagram, Facebook, it's Let's Chat. 
Uh, make sure y'all mm-hmm. follow iHeartRadio. Make sure y'all follow because we yes, go where you iTunes. go. <laughs> Absolutely. iTunes. Make sure y'all following us. We got good stuff. We got good stuff coming. This is good soil over here. We not only plant seeds, but we water them too. And we're going to want you to water yours. And we're going to help Absolutely. you with that. We appreciate Absolutely. y'all coming to kick with us in the chat room. We're going to play a little music on our way out. Shout out to EP Pope. This is... um. From his new jazz album that is getting ready to come out. So I'm so excited um, that he shared his music with us. This is actually a fabulous, fabulous, fabulous album. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to find it. It's Dance Floor. I love this song. We'll see y'all next week. Good night. Cause I've been trying to find you Been looking high and low Wanting you more and more To come and dirty wine yeah. I love the way you move Like how you're doing what you're doing mm-hmm. you, you got me hypnotized Got me all in my mind I'm trying not to lose it mm-hmm. Your body, body, body Drop it down low then you pick it up I want it, want it, want it I want you so bad I can't get enough your body, 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 ooh, got me in my feelings. Girl, you're a star, that's what you are. You know, you know, you're doing something to me. Got my emotions on a roller coaster ride. Yeah, this thing's going on between us. Something I can't find. Not tonight. Not tonight. I'm in love. I'm in love. I'm in love out here on the dance floor. I'm in love on the dance floor. I'm in love. I'm in love. I'm in love out here on the dance floor. Come out of hiding. Cause I've been trying to find you Been looking high and low Wanting you more and more To come and dirty wine, come and dirty wine. Yeah. I love the way you move I love the 